I don't travel a lot, but when I do, I, I typically use the same luggage. That means from one trip to the next, I usually find something that I left in the luggage from the last trip. It's a, not always all that exciting. Uh, it's usually, you know, a pair of socks that I thought I'd lost or something like that. But every now and then, there's a good surprise, like, like the one time that I found some money that I lost during my trip. Now, now here's what happened. Uh, before the trip, I, I, I had the forethought to think, you know, if, if I lose my wallet sometime during uh, the week, I want to make sure that it has some cash, so I'll hide some money inside of my luggage, and that way if I, I lose my wallet, I'll still have some, some cash with me, uh, which means technically I had lost the cash that I had hidden in case I lost my cash. That's a little too philosophical for me this early in the morning, but hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. You never know what you might find when you search your baggage. First John invites us to search the baggage of life. Now, unfortunately, what we have hidden there may be holding us back. This is the way John describes it here in First John chapter 2. We'll start reading in verse 9. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. This morning, I want to invite you to check your baggage. Or to put it a little more biblically, unresolved hatred can make our life really, really dark. Let's take a look at what John says here. First of all, he describes that being in the dark is not a pleasant place. John's so concerned about this that he says it Twice He says it once in verse 9, and then he repeats it again in verse 11. He says, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness. First John chapter 1 and chapter 2 are wonderful chapters of hope in the Bible. The realization that we are in sin would leave us hopeless except that Jesus has provided the solution that John shares so eloquently in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. He says, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. What an extraordinary hope we have in Christ. In Christ, we can walk in the light, as John shares in chapter 1, verse 7. Christ is our defender. He is our advocate, John shares in chapter 2, verse 1. He is the atoning sacrifice on our behalf, he shares in verse 2 of chapter 2. He is our example, providing us with the command that has been from the beginning, he shares in verse 7 of chapter 2. The darkness has passed and a new light is shining, he shares in verse 8. Of chapter 2. On and on, John goes about the extraordinary hope that we have in Christ. So, why would we want to walk in the darkness anymore? 
Well, John notes one of the big reasons that sometimes creeps up in our life. It is really easy to hold a grudge. Because sooner or later, we're going to get sideways with somebody. Sometime or another, somebody is going to rub us the wrong way. And sooner or later, we're going to get hurt. Nobody wonders why that would be described as darkness. Hatred is a very, very dark place. And John doesn't spare any words in his description. Then in verse 11 he says, Whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. It's not too hard to see this either because we've all been there. Somebody hurts us and the more we think about it, the madder we get about it. And the more angry we become, the more we think about it. And before we know it, we are consumed by our anger. It enters every part of of our thought, and eventually it sneaks into every part of our life. It's just like walking through a very dark night. I've never really enjoyed darkness. I don't know about you, but it's not ever been one of my favorites. Most people don't. As a kid, I I hated the darkness with a passion. I had a nightlight in my room that would light up the parking lot at Walmart. There was nothing hiding in the shadows of my room because there were no shadows. Any monster that got into my room would have got a sunburn. It was a bright light, I'm telling you. Well, as I've gotten older, I have dimmed my nightlight, but I still like the dark. The older I get, the the less I like driving at night. When I take the trash out at night, I, I take a flashlight because I've discovered it's much better to actually get the trash in the trash can. And that's much easier to do when I can see it. Most of us don't like the dark because of that. It's because we can't see. And when we can't see, our mind makes up all kinds of things that might be in the darkness. And that's what hatred does. The more we allow hatred to to lurk in our life, to remain hidden in the baggage we carry around, the more distorted our view of the world around us becomes. And that distortion typically makes us even more angry and frustrated, which leads to more hatred, which makes the darkness even more profound. No wonder John warns about it. If we are trapped in the darkness of hatred, we won't be sharing the gospel. If we are trapped in the darkness of hatred, we won't be feeding the hungry. If we are trapped in the darkness of hatred, we won't be worshiping the Savior. We'll just be mad. Everything we see will be tinted with that darkness. And unfortunately, everything we do will be tinted by that darkness as well. And that's not where we want to be. So so how do we get out of that? How can we step back out of the darkness 
into the light? Well, John gives us a very simple solution. Three words. Love your brother. That sounds so simple, but we all know how hard that is to do sometimes. But here's how John says it, verse 10. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. Now, yeah, that's, that's difficult, because sometimes your brother may not be all that lovable. We're going to disagree. We're going to be at odds with each other. We're going to make mistakes. And, and sometimes we're going to hurt each other. And the darkness creeps back in. This is not easy, but it's worth it. Abiding in the light is one of the descriptions that John uses to talk about walking in Christ, living a life in the Savior's love. And that's the key. When our focus is on Jesus, the little things that we do to annoy each other don't seem to matter all that much anymore. And even the big things that rub us the wrong way, they don't seem to be so big anymore either. And even those things that hurt us, those things that Outside of Christ, we simply could not turn loose. The forgiveness that we know in Jesus, it brings a thaw to our life. It's that kind of love that looked down from the cross and cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's what happens when we allow the light of Christ to illuminate our life. Everything looks different. We, we see things in a way we've never seen them before. In fact, we see some things that we've never even noticed before. And some of those things that seem so large and monstrous in our life, in the light of Christ, they start to fade into the background. I know you've done this, but you may not admit it, but that's okay, because I know you've done it. We've all done shadow puppets. You know that where you've got a flashlight and you shine it on the wall and you hold your hands up and you try to make a shadow that looks like something, like a, a butterfly or like a barking dog or, you know, or like a little bunny rabbit or whatever. We've all done that. So you don't have to admit it, but I know you have. Now, they look really impressive because in the darkness, with that one light shining, it makes the shadow really giant on the wall. But if you turn on the light, that little bunny doesn't look all that impressive anymore. Our hatred is that way. As long as we're in the darkness, our hatred looks very meaningful. It can even appear justified. And all the ugly actions that we take because of our hatred, they look like they're actually accomplishing something. But then Christ turns on the light and everything looks very different. Our hatred looks petty 
next to the cross. We see the hurtfulness of our actions that we take out of hatred. We see how meaningless and how foolish our hatred really is. So what can we do? Because all of us find those times in life when when the hatred seeps in, when we've been hurt, when we've been wronged, when something hasn't gone our way. What do we do when we find ourselves engulfed in that darkness of hatred? Where do we find a way out? Well, start right where we always do as believers. Start with Jesus. Every time you feel that hateful thought starting to seep up into your mind, every time you're thinking about that action that you know is, is coming out of your anger and coming out of your hurt, force yourself to say something that Jesus said. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemies, too. By this, they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Before you act on that hatred that crops up in your heart, ask yourself, what would Jesus have done in this situation? How would he have responded? Now, none of us is ever going to be as perfect as the Savior was. But knowing the goal, knowing that what we long for more than anything in life is to be like Jesus, that's a great motivator in life. It it turns on the light so that we can see things as they truly are. And maybe that's the most important thing. To take another look at the goal. To take another look at Jesus. Suddenly we start asking ourselves, you know, is striking back in anger at the object of our hate, is that really going to change anything? Is it even going to make us feel any better? Did it make you feel any better the last time? Or did it make you feel even more empty than before. The Bible makes this extraordinary statement to remind us of something that's so easy to forget. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him To make him stumble. Heavenly Father, this is a difficult concept to grasp. Particularly when we find ourselves in the midst of, of a dark time. Because our hatred starts to cloud our vision. And we begin to see things that aren't really there. We begin to to think that something is going to work when there's no way that it will. So God, help us to understand this very simple and yet so difficult a thing for us to do. Help us to 
love our brother. God, you, you exemplified that in such an extraordinary way. We have such a profound example in the life that Jesus lived. As we see him being beaten and forsaken, as we see him on the cross, forgiving those who were beating him, recognizing they were doing so out of their ignorance. God, that is so hard for us to do in life, but help us. Shine the light on our life. Help us to focus on you rather than focusing on our hurt or our anger. Help us to just focus on you. And in that light, suddenly we'll see things in a very different way. We pray that even this morning, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.